On this episode, Zach and I sit down with Peter Carvinen, owner of Fate Skate Supply. Talk about how Peter first got into skateboarding, getting a shop off the ground, and the long and frustrating road to Birmingham's first official public skate park. In 2020, Faith celebrated 25 years in business, and it was an honor to have Peter stop by and talk about some of the history of his shop. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, where you can watch this episode and every episode and see any pictures or videos we may talk about on the show. Of course, you can also listen here on Spotify and basically anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Thanks for checking us out. This is Heavy Ultra. Oh, this is heavy. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming to hang out. We've got Peter from Faith Skate Supply. Yeah, thank you. And, um, thank you. It's a big day. It's a it's a huge day. So <laughs> very excited. excited. I'm probably more excited. So, um, but yeah, I think it'd be cool. I'm still a page out of the Nine Club playbook, and mm-hmm. just kind of ask you first of all how you got started in skateboarding, and then ultimately uh, starting a shop in downtown Birmingham. I mean, I'm. I'll show you my age. I I got started when I went to the movie theaters and I watched Back to the Future on the big screen. <laughs> so that, Classic. That shows my age. Uh, yeah, I think we have that on VHS over there. I don't know if we have Back to the Future. Okay. No, we need to. Never mind. It's a must-have. I, mean, I love Back to the Future. But I listen to like the Nine Club a lot and like some of the older guys. That's the same thing. Yeah, you know, Back to the Future just changed our world. That so, scene where he's like skidding behind the car yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we did. We did the whole. I don't know if it was the real like. I got my two by six and put roller skates. I was on about it. to say, man, yeah, <laughs> not quite that old. Not but, zero uh, old. Yeah, okay. but we did something of that. There was like some janky garage store board uh, sitting in my buddy's basement, and we just started skating after that. Um, grew up in Vestavia. There was no skaters or anything, um, which is kind of cool in a way because I made friends outside of you know my little city. I skated with the Hoover guys and Bluff Park guys more than anything. And then, um, like Terry Jackson, and then the guys that are now do nonstop art, you know, okay. they grew up more out in like Roebuck. And, you know, once we all got to a certain age around, you know, 15 or so, we could convince our parents to drop us off in downtown Birmingham. Uh, that's when we all met each other. It was skating around like downtown and Lynn Park and all those spots. Um, that was probably whatever mid nineties, I guess. Yeah. Um, so when you're doing, you're getting into skateboarding. Is there anybody like the local hobby shop or anybody where you can buy like skate yeah, supply well, and stuff? Or? I mean, oddly, yeah, there was a shop called Competition Skates. Okay, and uh, I heard of that one. There was a place called the Skate Station, <clears throat> which is now an antique mall right there by the Galleria. It used to be a skating rink. Might not even be an antique mall now. It might be a storage place. But anyway, it was a. A big roller skating rink at the time, okay. and then on Saturday nights they would do skateboard night, and they had a half pipe in there called the Big Dog. The Big yeah. Dog, that's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> so, uh, my next door neighbor at the time was my best friend, and we grew up skating. And we uh, convinced his mom to take us, and he had to get a membership. And his last name was Peters, and my first name was Peter. Of course, I was too young and had no ID or anything, mm-hmm. but his mom signed for me as her son okay <laughs> so my name was peter peters <laughs> for insurance reasons yeah. i guess <laughs> yeah the, the owner just got a kick out of that because he was you know it's like your mom did that to you and i was like oh yeah his name was jack daniels though so uh, yeah okay so okay. it kind of was cool um we had a little rhetoric going but that's my kind of my first uh skate 
you know, starting out skating and stuff, you know, back then Hoover and Vestavia was huge, you know, mm. to you as far as like, I didn't know what happened outside of that. Yeah. Outside of, you know, I didn't know about downtown Birmingham or anything like that. Sure. Cause I was whatever, 13 or 14. Now, who are you? Um, I guess you're watching skate videos and stuff and, and who are you idolizing or, or, well back then, yeah, like skate videos weren't necessarily readily available but you sure. go to the the blockbuster wasn't even around so i'd go to robbie's rental uh, <laughs> vhs rental place and they had like the, Do you have any skate videos man? yeah they had like bones brigade future primitive and uh okay the, you know the original ones of those and sick boys and some of those videos uh so i'd rent those out every week and um but yeah it was all you know back in the 80s like not as coppice and yeah, the, yeah. i i gravitated to the street skaters because of course we didn't have like half pipes to learn on much uh and the big dog i was not messing with (laughs) (laughs) big dog how big was it dude i I saw a photo of it whatever a few years back and it looks like a ditch but in my mind it it was like (laughs) not geometry like the geometry in my mind it was a vert ramp i I mean it probably was eight foot tall but the transitions were so mellow Mm. although steve cavalero went there and he did air out and hit the ceiling somehow and it had to be a 12 foot ceiling no more than that because you're standing on top. Like in a warehouse, I would imagine. Yeah. So okay. um, so somehow you could click out airs on it, but uh, to me, I was not messing with that round. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We don't have a lot of vert around here. Yeah, yeah we never have had um, a lot of vert. However, the mini ramp era in skateboarding was, was awesome. Yeah. And when I would get out of school in Vestavia, we would just go to Bluff Park and there was like eight mini ramps. So we just skate from door to door to my different just friends. Just people built mini their... ramp. Yeah. Just yeah. Okay. Different homies that skated. Um, they all would build a mini ramp out in the woods or in their backyard somewhere. Sweet. So yeah, I, uh, skated a lot of mini ramps being like five foot tall ramps and stuff, mm. but we never, Birmingham never had anything too, too big. I mean, there was back in the eighties, the brickyard and stuff, but I was above my pay grade too. Man, yeah. I was just a little daycare kid trying yeah. to get my feet wet. Well, I was the kid that had a mini ramp. Um, my dad ordered some plans for Christmas one year because yeah. I'd really gotten yeah. into skating. He's like, "Man, you need like a ramp." He's like, "Let's build one." And I thought he was just kind of talking. And yeah. And uh, he ordered some some ramp plans for me. Opened them up on Christmas. He's like, "We're gonna build you a ramp in the yard." It was like the coolest thing in the world. Awesome. We still have those plans. Wait, still have. We were talking about it earlier. Like, Late '90s, early 2000s. <sighs> yeah, I was young, 12, so yeah, the late '90s. Okay, late 90s, cool. Early yeah. 2000s, yeah, something like that. And, That's um, rad. Like, I grew up in a small town, you know, Pleasant Grove, out okay. towards like Hugh Town stuff. Yeah. So like, the road that went to my house wasn't even paved for like mm-hmm. the longest time. So you talk about being a skateboarder in the deep south and not even having like yes, concrete, yeah. you know. So my dad felt bad, and he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna build Gotta a have little mini ramp." You. Yeah, because right. he could tell I was just like. As soon as I got my first skateboard, I was just like glued to it, and uh, you know, it was basically riding it all the time. So yeah, yeah, we we did the whole the stereotypical like steel wood from the local construction <laughs> site, build a quarter pipe and jump ramps and yeah. all everywhere, and you know, so a lot of that went down. And my mom drove a Mazda six two six, and I remember loading up wood on the roof of her car. So it sounds like your parents were pretty supportive. Um, I mean, I was, my mom was a, um, single mom worked all the time. So I was kind of a latchkey kid and, uh, I got away with murder though. Yeah. I mean, my mom's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She didn't come down on me too hard. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like one thing I've, I've 
from listening, you mentioned earlier the bunt and uh, listening to Ben Gilly's podcast on there, oh, yeah. and um, also Jamie Thomas's Nine Club podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. What resonated with me listening to them, both being from you know the South and mm-hmm. Alabama and growing up, was just how much, I guess, how deviant the idea of skateboarding was even back then. And I know from personal experience, you know, being a skateboarder with my little small group friends we were like made fun of constantly yeah, and I mean, the stereotypes are real yeah here. and it then was... i would hear about you know you know like chris cole talking about growing up on the west coast and it's like everybody skateboarding was just like part of the norm you know just right. out there and skate parks on every corner and it just sucked man i just felt like why did i have to be born here in alabama <laughs> like, yeah but i think that was what bred some of the the talent here, you know, okay, yeah. like it's kind of like a pit bull, you know, you had nothing, you're beat down, you're skating crap and you just have the animal mentality to, sure. you know, like Jamie and Ben and James, they're all jumpers on big stuff, you know? Yeah. So, um, but never, never had the smooth ground to learn the most technical tricks, I guess. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, you're, you're skating, uh, how long was it before you started kicking around the idea of, hey, I think I'd like to maybe start a oh, shop? Yeah. Or... yeah. So, um, the skate shop competition skates I told you about in Hoover, the guy was like a roller speed skater or something. He wasn't a skateboarder. Okay. And this was the kind of the transitional era between vert skating dying off and street skating starting. So, they had a vert ramp out in Roebuck when I was around 16. Um, you know, back then, one year seemed like 10 years to now. So, sure. um, I was there nonstop, but I was the guy skating the parking lot with, uh, Terry and some of the, uh, robot guys. Um, so that guy hated that. He hated the street skaters, you know, <laughs> suddenly this $20,000 vert ramp was not getting used anymore. And we were just lurking in the parking lot skating. So, um, he closed down, um, for whatever reasons, I think he just was over it yeah skateboarding kind of died off too tony hawk and the the bones brigade you know they weren't making millions anymore whatever they were kind of uh trying to adapt to street skating too sure and they never quite adapted and then there was a lull in like the early 90s which is also kind of my fondest memories um skateboarding just it goes in real cyclical times of like 10 years ups and downs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was the downtime where, you know, they said they showed like Tony Hawk driving around, um, some crappy van, just trying to make demos happen anywhere, yeah. you know, yeah. and he was skating parking lots and trying to skate street. And, um, same with a lot of those, the older vert pros. Um, so anyway, yeah. T- uh, competition skates closed down. Then we ushered in the era, which was kind of like, 92 till infinity the beastie boys and souls of mischief and hip-hop and skateboarding and kind of the heydays that everybody talks about with um you know the different times in california you know like oh the tim and henry days and all the plan b and everybody quit the big brands and started the small brands and mm-hmm. world industries came up and anyway i mean same kind of thing happened in, in alabama and every skate community i guess where vert skating went out and then these new kids came in they, they're all wearing beastie boys baggy shorts and <laughs> looking like alvin and the chipmunks and i mean i, I do, totally look like alvin and the chipmunks um and we were all that's when we went downtown you know and lynn park was our whatever plaza they had back then yeah. e- emb you know yeah, yeah, yeah so lynn park was our emb and 
uh, ledges and ledges stairs and stairs and, and just everybody from everywhere just met up and you know hijinks happened um so anyway there was no skate shop so there was a skate shop in fort walton beach florida called beach plus okay so yeah i mean we would order from them non-stop mail order like really so nobody this is around. before mail order hardly existed you would do the 1-800 number yeah or you would send your money in your <laughs> money way, hope, oh, hope, that hope, hope some board came you know oh like this gosh. pre-internet of course anything yeah. like that it was not very easy but uh we would go down there all the time too and just be the the lurk rats at the skate shop you know wouldn't even go to the, we would sleep on the beach screw the beach we're out there at the skate shop all day yeah so after a while like uh <clears throat> how old are you about this time 17, 18, okay. yeah. So I'm graduating high school, and I started UAB for business because I was like, man, I kind of want to like learn to own my own business someday, and owning a skate shop would be awesome, yeah. even though it's so far out of the – there's no way I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I you know, just did that, and then uh, skating at Lynn Park on a Saturday with 50 of the bros, some flyers start showing up saying, Faith, skate shop. Uh opening in november of 1995 i guess yeah yeah so uh i'm like what the fuck is this dude okay so this was <laughs> you just got the flyer like, i just got hey, the flyer oh i and didn't even know that wow. well kind of pre prequel to that um terry from Nonstop art he was kind of my ride or die buddy we were into graffiti and painting trains and getting into trouble but we'd meet up at tom and jerry's in Southside every night and skate for like hours and then go to booty deck and Glass elevator deck and all these glass park, elevator decks, yeah, yeah. and classic, you know. And then you know, midnight or one, everybody would start going home. Me and him would go out and paint trains and get into graffiti trouble. Um, but he and I also were kind of like the the movers and shakers of like we're going to do a skate jam at Lynn Park. So we would just pass out flyers, and next thing you know, we'd build some ramps at, and take them up to Lynn Park and have a barbecue pit, and there would be 50, 60 people there, and are y'all getting this like approved? No, y'all no just, hell just, no, hell no. We just, just making it happen. I mean, back then Birmingham was deserted okay. on, a, on a weekend. I was about to say, man, like, you couldn't get away with that now. No, like, back then, grill. back then it was like anything we wanted to do. I mean, okay. we painted graffiti anywhere we wanted to. Like there were no cameras, there was no cars on the streets. You know. The, the cops would like get after us at night and they're like, the only people out here are cops and crooks and you're not a cop. Yeah. So you're a crook. And we're like, no, we're skateboarding. <laughs> okay. Um, so nobody around, you know? So we would just take over Lynn park on a Sunday cause everybody's off work and sure. nobody's around. So, um, so yeah. Like so we started thing. doing skate jams and just random stuff. Um, we did a little zine called bent, bent rail, bent rail, which was skateboarding and graffiti on trains. Dang. So you still have any of those? Terry probably does. I have one probably, but I, I got to take a look at that. That's pretty rad. I've been through so many relationships and homes that I've lost everything. Oh, so <laughs> it's in a uh, box somewhere. I, yeah, I, I hope so. And I, I know Terry's probably got some of the, the gems, some good stuff. <laughs> All right, Terry, break it. Yeah. Final one for us. <laughs> yeah. Get Terry on here. He's got some good stories. I'm sure. Uh, but anyway, I, I got in trouble for graffiti. Um, and that was kind of a wake up call. So I just was skateboarding and going to school and Did you then, just get caught like out at the train station one night or something. Yeah. Or? yeah. Okay. <laughs> like we painted this one spot so much that I mean, we had a they SWAT. Were waiting. They, were, they were waiting <laughs> on us. They had the SWAT team on top of the trains, just waiting. They're like, 
I hear cans. 11 o'clock. Drop down on us, and I start hyperventilating, and next thing you know, I'm in big trouble. Uh, So, um, Set you straight. Yeah. Skateboarding only. Not that I ever thought I was (laughs) doing anything so bad. I was painting crappy trains. Yeah. I was doing art. You know, yeah, like, I like, somebody's house or something. I mean, it's cool. It's like moving art goes across the country. Yeah, like, I didn't see it as vandalism. You know, I wouldn't paint churches or marble or any kind of nice stuff. It's, sure, you know, trains are just trains. They're meant to be painted. But if you paint over the numbers on trains, that's how you get how you get busted. Uh, oh yeah, everybody. Know, even I know that you got to <laughs> paint around the numbers. Yep. <laughs> train, train comes in with numbers. Train goes out with no numbers. Uh, who did that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway. Where it was, oh, Skating Lynn Park, like we did every Saturday, the flyer shows up for Faith uh, Skate Supply. Opening up where Ryan and them from Good Neighbor said they called the lady about uh, having a tattoo shop by Fat Sam's. Oh, okay. That was where the original, original Faith was. Really? Wow. And prequel to that, uh, I at one point had made phone calls and was trying to um, talk to them about leasing a spot for a skate shop because I had my mom kind of convinced, maybe, give me some direction in life. Um, and they were like, no, no way. We, <laughs> no way, we don't want skateboarders. No insurance, no, forget that. And yeah. Same kind of thing that happened to them where the lady's like, no, we don't want tattoo shops. We don't want, your we don't want those types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you see that weird guy standing out front all day on 20th Street? Yeah, same yeah. kind of thing. They didn't want the bad element. Yeah. Uh, and then... Flash forward a year later, Flyer shows up at Lynn Park, exact location that I had already called about. But you had no idea. I had like, no who idea. was behind it. So I was like, this is the address I called about, and they shot me down. I even had money from my mom agreeing to be my co-signer and backer for a skate shop. Mm-hmm. I was going to call it the Apple Room, though, <laughs> the or, Apple. or Magic City All-Stars Skate Supply. Okay. <laughs> skate Magic City All-Stars. That was Magic some City graffiti. All-Stars. That was some graffiti stuff. <laughs> Okay. Mouthful um, right there. Okay, so you get the flyer. Yeah, so like, I get the flyer, and I'm like, I got to figure this out. So I go directly there. I start peeping in the windows. What the hell's going on? I, I meet this dude named Ken, who I don't know if it was that day or if I just lurked there several days till I figured it out. Um, but uh, Ken Liu moved here from like Boston or something, and his he kind of had a wealthy family and decided he wanted to open a skate shop. And so, of course, I had to know everything I could about it. I had to be a part of it. Anything I could do, I'd sweep his floors, whatever. Just let me hang out and help in any way possible. So what was his background? You say he's from Boston? And yeah, I think he was from Boston. I'm going to um, move to Birmingham, Alabama and open up a skateboard shop. Yeah, like him moving here. Uh, I don't want to throw him under the bus, but Ken's an awesome guy. And up in Nashville, I think it kind of was like a rehabilitation kind of. Okay, okay situation to move here yeah and then his family is backing him and then uh yeah so it's a rad thing to do that's what i was about to say it's pretty rad yeah so this shop opened up and i was like destined to be his right hand man you know any way i could um so after that it was like writing for the shop team and building a team you know so uh it was a weird time where at that time this dude carlo and this dude joe uh both moved here from dc and somewhere in texas okay uh and they just ripped compared to anybody else in birmingham they were just like we expected henry sanchez to look mm-hmm. they were I was they're like, actually Whoa. okay they're the real deal like wow. wow 
so they were on the team uh and then some other people you know kind of got on how big is the scene then i mean it was so small but so huge to to us i guess where it was like i'm not missing saturday at lynn park Sure. They could be there, Joe and Carlo just ripping, and so are the other homies from uh, Roebuck and East, you know, around Birmingham. So Lynn Park and was the place. Lynn Park be, was yeah. our Embarcadero, I guess you'd okay. say. We were mimicking, you know, playing uh, imagination. <laughs> 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 but some good skateboarding yeah, did go down. Yeah, there's some good skateboarding there. Yeah, some good ledges. They were like rad, uh, rad skaters around that. It was it was the whole plaza days, I guess. So, yeah, then the shop opened up, and... I just was like, I'm destined to be his right-hand man, and this is kind of my calling, and this is what, where I tried to open a shop. Yeah. And luckily, he picked a rad name <laughs> that's resonating with people. That is cool. Yeah. <laughs> which always... I still get asked about every day, and I'm like, yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, but, yeah, so I was just destined to. And like I said, everything felt like 10 years back then. Mm-hmm. Literally within 10 to 12 months, Ken was over it. Really? He wanted to go to music school somewhere else, and his family was going to pay for it. And Did he skate, or was he just kind of like He a... did skate, but he was more in the, man, back then, the rave scene was a big deal. The brave <laughs> Rave DJs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it. That was where he was kind that, of. That was a kind of a murky area for us, because there was some rave gear at the initial <laughs> faith shops. <laughs> what? There was some graffiti spray paint tips and magazines at all the original shops, too, but... uh yeah, that was murky, but okay. we hadn't found our identity yet. <laughs> You're right, right. So, yeah, uh, he was over it. And he, I had, at the time, I had been working for him for 20 bucks a day. I was about to say, so you came yeah. on board shortly yeah. after he started. I, I lived off of a, you know, when you're a college student, you get offers for a credit card for $500. Yeah. Yeah, I got one of those okay. when I started UAB. Like any responsible yeah, so you know, if college I need, student. If I needed yeah. gas or a snack, I just would charge us you know are you living downtown or are you just where are you at these days no nah, i'm living with my mom okay um so you're still fresh out of high school with this time. yeah still yeah. just yeah and then trying to figure out uab yeah and i'm going around uab going to school when i can doing anything i can not to be there too much but getting through I, i'm the best c student <laughs> I, just I, enough yeah yeah uh, i do just what just enough so uh i had made it to my junior year before i finally quit um, but likewise in this time, that's when Ben Gilly, who's like a veteran professional skateboarder from, he's not from Alabama, but he's from Mississippi. Well, we claim him. We have, well, we, we claim we him. Claim him. Yeah. He'll claim it too. So, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, Ken was throwing a contest and he actually had some uh, connections to slap magazine back then. Sweet. And some of those dudes came in town to cover the contest, and then the Invisible team was going to do a demo too. So it was the biggest thing for Alabama at the time. Ooh. So Ben and his boys came over from Mississippi, and I immediately met him, and we became super tight friends. He stayed the night with me all weekend, him and his friends, and we built all the ramps, and we, you know, ushered in the big contest and, mm-hmm. and demo, you know, which was just huge for us back in 1995. Dude, I would love to see some like pictures and stuff. Yeah, like, it was man, that'd be so cool. The contest was in right in the middle of UAB. There's probably a huge building there now. Yeah. But um Yeah, so uh like some of the original Radis guys were there, which wow. was they were in an R V on tour and the R V was painted all crazy like a monster <laughs> yeah, I or imagine. something. Man. Uh so yeah, and it, and then that article made it in Slap magazine. That was huge. Um but that's my first introduction to Ben. 
and our friendship that yeah. uh, we we had. And then after that, you know, Ben's like living in a trailer in Mississippi, you know, uh, and he's like, "Screw this!" I'm. I was like, "Come to the big city, dude." Yeah, man. You can write for Faith, and I'll make sure this happens. You know, like because you're the man, and so he moved here. <laughs> ba- basically, like on a whim, just packed up his Volkswagen Bug and took off. Like, dude, his home life wasn't the best, so he just left and uh yeah found a home here sweet and then was by my side the whole time somewhere in there i moved to south side and he basically was right alongside too so so what was the transition between ken to you like ken was like i'm done with this and yeah so that that probably happened right around whatever i said like 10 months so like september october okay so not even Uh, a year in not even a year in i I told my mom the opportunity she said she she believed in me (laughs) and all, all it took was buying the inventory, and uh, and that was it. So my mom loaned me five thousand dollars, and wow. uh, Ken gave me all the showcases and uh, registers and junk. And um, but still, the landlord sucked. So the next spot where Good Neighbor is now, twenty third and Mag, that everybody's heard about, yeah. uh, where y'all were talking like Cave Nines being, and and Faith was there, and Inkwell and Arrow Child is just kind of an epic corner. Uh, there was a store called the Rorschach. Rorschach. Rorschach, yeah. Okay. It was basically a head shop and a raver store, too. <laughs> now, was that that little house across? Or no, that was no. The actual that was the actual location. corner location. Okay. Um, Ken had, being in the rave scene and stuff, he, was, uh, he had already talked to them, and they had a little around the corner, which was actually Magnolia, I guess, uh, there, they had a what was their storage space, but it had a storefront, a door, and two windows, sorta. Okay. And it's been a barber shop at one point since then. Two hundred fifty bucks a month rent, and I could move there. So I was like, two fifty a month, yeah, I can I do can that. Swing that, yeah. yeah. So that was my introduction to owning a shop. Nothing, no massive overhead or anything like that. It was built from ground up, like five thousand dollar loan, two hundred fifty dollar rent, and that's about all I had to do. I just need to sell enough gear to cover rent and mm-hmm. maybe make a little spending money on the side. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was no spending money. I just basically like started with six boards, six turned into eight, eight turned into 10, you know, at its highest at that point, you didn't have to have that much stuff. Yeah. You, 12 to 15 boards on the wall, six sets of trucks and six sets of wheels and some raver gear over here and some, <laughs> some spray Fog machine, yeah. some spray paint tips and, uh, and you're set. So, um, that's cool. Yeah. We just kind of built from that. And, uh, just like that, Ken was kind of out of the picture. It was weird, you know? Yeah. Um, but I thank him. He was kind of like my angel coming in to give me direction in life, I guess. Kind of got it started. Yeah. 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 Like he pulled he, the trigger. He did the, he poked me and got it going. So, um, and he probably did it better than I would. We would have magic city, all stars <laughs> skate hey, shop right they'd now. They'd still be around twenty five years. Later, or, right? or the yeah. Apple Room, the Apple depending on which room. way yeah. we went, was going to be the Apple Room with a coffee shop. But that was just way too far fetched for me to do. Skateboards and coffee. That was <laughs> still rad, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, would it would have been? A, it would work now. Apple yeah. Room, like skate shop, a coffee shop, and it would yeah. work sure, now yeah. for sure. So skate shops are so sophisticated now. Like I've seen like just different shops on the internet and stuff. And it's like, it is like you're walking into <laughs> Apple for like yeah. the skate front. And I don't know. Yeah. I always really liked, you know, coming up in skateboarding. I got my first skateboard when I was like 12 years old, I think. 
And I was expecting just like a cheap Walmart board. And I think my dad actually knew enough about skateboarding. He's like, no, let's get you something decent. He may have even That's came cool. to faith and picked it yeah, up. So yeah. My first board was a, um, a Powell. And it was like a complete, and it, I was completely blown away. I was like, no, we didn't sell no Powell re- completes, man. You didn't sell Powell <laughs> completes? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. It no, I don't so. know. A lot of the pre-built completes weren't around back. Uh, it just wasn't a prevalent thing. Yeah. Is, so. so this was, I don't know where he got it. But, but either he, way, he I, was, I was better to. I'm just talking out of my ass. Anyways, I was glad to have it over like a, a wall. Hell yeah. Board, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, that was my first boards too. It was, came from surf and ski in the, the yeah. Galleria, you yeah, know, yeah. Or, or Robbie's, which was before Champs and stuff. But I don't know. So oh. you definitely had a really cool look with the <clears> shop. <throat> um, and once you, I guess, took over after Ken, uh, mm-hmm. is Ben working with you? I mean, do you have, like, is it just you solo running Yeah, it was store? pretty much uh, me solo. I couldn't pay anybody right. to work yeah. for sure. Plus, like, it's the only place I want to be, so I'm going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ben was there every minute he could, just helping out. Like, it wasn't about money at all. It was about having a clubhouse, sure. you know, and building the scene. Um, so during that time, the Ghetto Banks uh, in Southtown Projects, uh, which is a – world famous skate spot yeah, oh yeah. um they were vacant because there was being renovated so, so for this... a good year it was vacant and being renovated so we were like we're gonna build a fucking skate park over there okay so we built um pyramid quarter pipes all sorts of stuff there flat bars bank ramps everything were the buildings there and they were just empty or they hadn't built the buildings yet? the buildings were there they were just gutted and being renovated on the okay. inside okay. you know um I guess they had been there since the seventies or sixties and it was time to, so it's always been a housing project. Yeah. Yeah. Like the ghetto banks themselves have been there since 1973 probably or something in the seventies, which is like a, like a basketball course or something. Yeah. It was made, it was called the Zolly C Montgomery skate court. Oh, okay. So it was made for roller skating more so. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, hopefully it's getting torn down soon. Not hopefully. I hate it. I hate it. It's getting torn down soon, but uh, hopefully there's. I don't know if we could get it a lands, uh, historic landmark of some sort. Yeah, I think it's past that though. So y'all built a skate park there. So we built a skate park there. Basically, the ghetto bank or the uh, projects were all fenced off, so we just cut a hole in the fence and started bringing wood in. You know, just like a DIY spot. Date, yeah. The first DIY of its kind, I guess, for Birmingham, and that was an awesome time. Um, and then, you know, the time set sail once they started reopening the, uh, the Hey, what's all this wood doing here? Yeah. Out here, like it was, it was done. Seems to be a common theme with all the DIY spots that pop yes. up around town. Yeah. And it was a weird one, weird thing where the projects were halfway closed, like the backside where the ghetto banks were, were closed and being renovated. So we threw a contest there even, but then like, and that was weird having like a hundred people there for a contest. And then all of a sudden these rocks start falling oh, <laughs> from dude. the sky and little, little kids were throwing rocks at us. Oh, like, man. And it was like, Oh God, we're out of our element. And, and I had parents there and girls and it's just people watching and yeah. kids. And I was could have so gone really bad. Could have gone really bad. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was an era of when faith was there in the little bitty store. I mean, it was probably the size of your, this little corner of your basement. Okay. It was so small. It's very small. Yeah. yeah. It was 250 bucks. <laughs> but business started getting good, which is Birmingham. I mean, we've always had ups and downs with business, just like skateboarding does. Mm-hmm. So like late 90s, um, ushering in early 2000, I guess, skateboarding starts blowing up some. You know, this is uh, 
Is this pre Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Or is this yeah, like... this is still like Zero just came out, okay. and Jamie Thomas is on fire, and Andrew Reynolds is the end. Yeah, that that whole was, yeah, yeah. Around then, and crew jeans with tight fitting pants came out. Like it was a, uh, it, it was, and it was still neat because we had at least made a name for ourselves where the internet wasn't around, you know, mail order wasn't around. We were back, about the only skate shop in Alabama. Okay. Um, so anybody in Anniston or Gadsden or anywhere wanted to learn or buy from a skate shop, they had to come to Alabama. So they just like, uh, you know, people in the rural areas of Alabama, they're like, I'm going to the big city to go shopping. It was, sure, Korea. Yeah. It was that kind of mindset, I guess. So my shop was busy. Yeah. And the Rorschach, uh, they were getting a divorce, I think, because it was a husband and wife combo. And uh, raving set sail, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't quite as popular. So they were like, do you want to take over the big space? And I was like, hell yeah. So they offered it to you. They offered it to uh, me. Okay. seven fifty a month. And I'm like, dude, business is mo- moving. Shoes were coming out. This is when, like, America came out and... DC was popping, S, Minic Mahdi, yeah, all those. Yeah, yeah. This is during that era, and we were we started carrying all of that and getting to expand our our stuff, you know, mm-hmm. getting out of the rave scene and out of the graffiti scene. So just we focusing primarily on just skating. skateboarding, yeah, because I had built a team too, um, and filming, you know, was like, ooh, if you ever want to make a skateboard, you got to film a video part. So yeah, we started filming like a shop video, Mm -hmm. which was called faith 2000, you know, it came out in 2000. So that's the one with the, you handed me some, uh, magnets earlier. One of the, uh, had all the crosses on the front. Was that the, yeah, that's probably that one. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it was our full length and it was probably 12 minutes (laughs) and half of it, (laughs) half of it was slow-mo and (laughs) started with that Rolling Stones, uh, song, the paint it black. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that it. One, that and then one, a one. lot of the tricks you'd see twice. <laughs> <laughs> just different angles. Just different angles or like slow-mo, slow-mo. at the end, yeah. you know. we It was during the era of like Transworld putting videos out that really had these feelings and emotional kind of stuff. Yeah, sure, man. So we were piggybacking on that. Um, oh, yeah, and then dude. that became Ben Gilly's like sponsor me video, basically, Yeah, for Black Label. So he got on Black Label, which was just huge. That was huge. So this so. is about the time that I'm, I've am i been in skateboarding for maybe a year or two at this point. And so I remember watching the Faith video on repeat constantly. And we were, yeah. would, we were always repping, like, Faith Skate Supply on everything. Cool. <laughs> and then uh, it, it meant so much back then. It's kind of weird. Now, yeah. we, now we have Instagram. and I don't care about any. I can't. I, none of it's like. Just, that, that's an. I, I'll. I'll bring that back up. But yeah. yeah um, I remember when Ben got on label and then uh, the label kills video came out. And yeah. We were just like so stoked on black label. That was like the only board yeah. I wanted to ride. And, and yeah. And dude, we sold, I mean, back then, like we sold so much black label stuff, dude, yeah. just the connection to Ben. Sure. Cause before that it was Jamie. And actually during that time, like a lot of the Dothan homies that had a skate park down there called sanctuary that we okay. had made friend, friends with. Sanctuary closed down, and all the Dothan homies that were ripping, which were Jamie's buddies, mm-hmm. um, all moved to Birmingham. So Jamie was coming through, too. Oh, that's cool. So it was kind of just a rad time. And then Jamie took Ben under his wing uh, with monster trucks and some other stuff, uh, circuit footwear and stuff. Yeah. Um, and Ben just blew up, and then I'm selling boards left and right from <laughs> Zero and yeah, Black dude. Label. Oh, that's so cool. And then all these, they're all wanting to do demos, and we're doing demos, and it was... 
just a kind of the heyday of skateboarding for yeah. us. Um, and that was, I mean, pretty rad. And then we got focused after that on doing a real video, which we call reason to believe, uh, which seems like it was way later, but it came out in 2005. So yeah. I guess we started filming. Ben had to film anyway mm-hmm. for black label. So, um, over that time he filmed reason to believe, uh, and blackout, I guess. I don't know. Just filming, uh, balancing, yeah. balancing his time between here and I would expect out yeah, West. Yeah, and like, he moved out West a little bit okay. too, or he'd be traveling a ton all over the place. Um, yeah. And I actually like been kind of got canned from black label cause he gave us all his footage for, <laughs> really? for our reason to believe video. I think he may have spoke to that in some degree on his, uh, his bunt interview. Yeah. Um, like, uh, he's, he's a friend of the end no matter what. Like, yeah. And I don't think that sat too well with Lucero. So cause I mean, he was running black label at the time and, and yeah. kind of the way he said it went down was, yeah, basically. So it must've been, it was after, uh, Ben's uh, video Blackout, Blackout that yeah. he ended it in with Del Toro and all that and then after that I guess he was filming uh, for what they were trying to do another video and he was like nah dude I'm filming for this this shot video took all that footage yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, didn't know that that's crazy yeah I, I hate I I hope I didn't kill Ben's career <laughs> <laughs> he wound up on zero but it just wasn't the same yeah but skateboarding wasn't the same either so we, we all went through economic downturns and everything so that's crazy, man. Yeah, you talk about like um, the ups and downs of skateboarding. So that was definitely a, a cool time. And um, you talk about the demos and stuff. I remember the first time I ever saw Jamie Thomas, he had a demo. He did a demo by himself. Solo demo. Solo demo at the slab. We called it the slab. <laughs> yep. and, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was our second real DIY, the slab. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. right next to the furnace. So um, vividly remember that and all those times. It was really cool. Yeah, my idea with the demo or the DIY stuff was like, it costs money, but back then, getting people to come to downtown Birmingham was a hassle. Like, oh, I know my mom didn't want to take Moms me. were not yeah, about like, it. No, I'm not dropping my kids off. Then. Yeah, especially yeah. across the street from the projects. Like, yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going to build all this stuff for people to skate, and then they're going to want to come downtown, you know, as an attraction. And then they're going to come to my shop. It's like marketing, mm-hmm. you know, but it also was our training grounds because we had no skate parks, you know. Right. Uh, so yeah, the Jamie demo, there was a black label demo there. We did a foundation demo. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else, but I mean, that's all a blur too, but that's pre concrete, I guess, mm-hmm. before people started doing a lot of DIY with concrete. So are these teams <clears throat> reaching out to you? Like, Hey, we're on, we're doing a little tour. Yeah. Like and, back then the money was good. And um, obviously you're the only person and, that's yeah, even connected in the, basically if you're coming out West, um, and a lot of times it would go with uh, Tampa Pro happening in Tampa. Mm-hmm. So they would all do tours on the way there and on the way out. And if you're coming across, you're coming right through Birmingham <laughs> to go to Atlanta to do another demo. And then you're straight down 75, 85 to Tampa. Yeah. So we were just like lucky to. And then, of course, just relationships with like Black Label and uh, Jamie and stuff. But, I mean, that, that was wild times where, I mean, those companies have real money. Mm-hmm to do that stuff. Um, and we were lucky enough to get some of it. You know, we had America at one point. And I remember that. Yeah. yeah we, I mean, had, um, back, we had autograph signings where, I mean, it was lines down the yeah. freaking block for like two hours. Like Jamie, I remember getting bummed out. Like, Hey, go see how, how, like how many people how are many left? more <laughs> we've got. And I'm like, dude, it's, 
<laughs> You're gonna be here a while, man. He's like, all right, all right. He's committed. <laughs> yeah, so that's so cool. But in in my mind, I'm like, yeah, dude, we're bringing the heat. You know, like this is what these guys want. You know, it's like to be like held on a pedestal. Yeah, these people are gonna line up in the streets in the rain or whatever to get your autograph. You know, and get a photo. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, I thought we did it right. Um, yeah, I felt so cool. I remembered the America. Um, I guess that was just a signing. I think yeah, Leo was out there like skating a flat yeah, bar. Yeah, Kid, Kids bit. in America tour. And yeah. yeah, there was like a segment of or a little clip of him skating a flat bar out front. Yeah, in the end, and uh, but yeah, it was basically just an autograph signing. But we had because um, um, I guess had, we didn't have the slab anymore. Yeah, that, just that. nowhere to skate, man. Just yeah, such a drag. But we had gone and seen them because uh, they did a demo at a skate park in Atlanta, I think, the day I, before. I think I was there, yeah. It was an indoor skate park. It's like in a mall yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah, if there was a demo, I was there. Yeah, okay, like, cool. Within, within Atlanta or anywhere around, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. a bunch of our friends went, and then we met Eric Ellington after. He yeah. got his autograph, and he's like a very talkative person. So yeah. we just sat there and chit-chatted. And then the next day, he was in town doing the signing at your shop. Okay. And cool. we walked up, and he was like, oh, what's up, guys? And he kind of recognized us a little you? bit. And so all the people You're around like, us was like, you know Eric Ellington? You just hang out with him? I was like, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. What's going on, man? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you talk about the, the kind of the rise and fall of skateboarding and waves. So that was kind of the height of the time. What was the yeah. downturn? So that was the height happen? of the time because internet wasn't really around. That played in our favor. Uh, mall stores weren't around. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Nike, Adidas, and Converse and all the – Big, uh, big players shoe in brands. the shoes and stuff. Yeah, they weren't around. It was all skater owned and operated stuff, um, and skate shops were a commodity. I mean, really needed, mm-hmm. you know that, and appreciated. Like they had marketing dollars. They would send their marketing people to Birmingham to you know make sure Soltech had enough stuff on my wall and look good. Yeah, and then take us out to eight hundred dollar dinners. You know all these yeah, dude, that's so cool dirty Alabama kids. <laughs> yeah. They they don't got it like that now. You know yeah. Um, so that was back in the heyday when things were really rad. Because I mean, a little shop in Alabama spent fifty thousand dollars this year with Black Label. You know yeah. Meet who knows what all the other shops spent. You know there was a lot of money. Um. But it was also just small and, you know, well-received, I guess. It just wasn't diluted. Gotcha. Um, so then, the, yeah, 2008 hits, which is economic downturn. My shop was doing better, better, better. So we were like, all right, I want to move out of the projects. I need a parking lot. I need somewhere that over mountain moms and dads don't feel sketched out coming to. So we moved up by Zydeco yeah, on I 20th Street. Yeah. yeah, so that was my, like... We're gonna be a boutique. We're gonna like, you know, I'm selling tons of shoes um, and tons of stuff. So we're I can do seventeen hundred dollars a month in rent. So we moved up there for every everything's four years cycles for me. So we moved up there for like four years or so, and then business was still just killing it. You know, Mm. Vans did a demo at Homewood Park. This Homewood Park days. Yeah, we did have a skate park. That was we bad. did have a little skate park at Homewood, <laughs> and for, that's for still a while. my favorite skate park. It ever. was so much fun, man! Like it's just a bunch of metal ramps yeah. on like a big concrete, smooth just concrete the, slab. The smoothest slab. It's like what made the world. Yeah, you know, made it fall the down. Best. You just slide, you know, nobody yeah. not getting all torn up, road rash and all that stuff. So, so. yeah, it, 
I don't think Homewood took too well to that, though. It seemed no, like after that's, a few years, they were just like, dude, get these kids out of here. <laughs> four years is all it took. And it wasn't even the skateboarders. It was some crappy incidents that happened. Just kids being kids? or Yeah, just- like... Well, the skateboarders would take their phone or their cigarettes out of their pocket and leave it laying on the ground there or whatever, or their wallet even. And then some other people would come by and snatch it up. And there was a fight or two uh, that happened over that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, if you bring in that many skateboarders just ha- just skating, it brings in all the lurker kids who just hang out, sit around, smoke cigarettes or smoke weed behind that little... Right. And you got homewood moms and strollers it just doesn't look good <laughs> yeah. yeah you know i will say the skateboarders have foul mouths but uh it really wasn't ever sketchy like they like to like to make it out yeah. for a while there you know yeah i remember they would do like the <clears throat> movies in the park and uh they would have to basically rope off the skate yeah, park and close it down because it's just like so loud and, and uh, metal clanking yeah. metals clanking and, and then you know they built that uh those townhomes right there right and by the time those the first person moved in, Homo Park was gone. Yeah, they told everybody like that's gonna be gone. Don't worry about it. Don't because they did, they didn't want to hear that in their backyard all night. Yeah, um, that's Homewood's fault. They should have put it at West Homewood Park, and the park would have been fine. You know? So so going to the like the you know it seems like at least the entire time me growing up skateboarding is just there's no parks. You know yeah, we had a couple really. of private parks like uh, Ryan mentioned mentioned ramp and speed yeah. <laughs> But that's all we had, man. And then I guess yeah. know, insurance being what it is, I can't imagine how they stayed open for as long as they did. Yeah, that was they another one money. that was owned by a roller, a speed skater of some sort. Yeah. Like he was had nothing to do with skateboarding, but we partnered with him and we tried to help, and it just didn't work out. Sure. Um, so, so what is it, you know, um, getting to the new park that's going to be built uh, with City Walk? Yeah, and, and super excited about all that. But why do you think there's been so much resistance here? It's, specifically in Birmingham to having a, an outdoor public park. Do they look at Homewood and like, well, it didn't work out there. So Homewood, we don't, we don't Homewood was brought up several, several times and the stereotype of skateboarders are gang members yes. and drug addicts is all I ever heard at every meeting. And I was like, no, this is what you've been sold. You know, this is what they told you to, how, why we got rid of it. We were the scapegoat. Those townhomes coming up mm-hmm. that cost $400. $400,000 each. That, that's a reason because they don't want to have that in their backyard. So we, uh, that's been the biggest issue. The other big issue has been our government leaders. You just, know, do you think it's just a lack of understanding because yeah. the skateboard culture is just yeah, non-existent like, here or just like William Bell and all of, uh, what's the Jonathan Austin, who was our last city councilman. They just didn't get it, dude. And, all they cared about was bringing up uh, where the crossplex is. Okay. They were going to build us a skate park out there. They said, they said, well, they wouldn't build us a skate park. They would allow one out there if we raised the money. You got to raise the money yourself. And so, of course, we were like, well, that's not a safe area. Yeah. No. I don't um, think the crossplex I mean, is doing very well. <laughs> let's let's face it. Skateboarding at the time was stere- still stereotypically a white kid sport. Okay. And we would get, I mean, kids would get robbed or something, I'm sure. It's changed a lot now. So the stereo or the demographic of skateboarding now is everybody you can imagine. Right. You know, like I'll sell 10 skateboards a day. Five of them will be to little girls. Yeah. There's a lot of girls. skaters, man. Like four will be to non-white kids, Mm -hmm. like ethnic kids, you know, of uh, other ethnicities, you know, it's, it's the shift has really changed, you know? 
And then now we have leadership that's changed, you know, like I'm older than our councilman, um, Daryl O'Quinn. I'm older than Woodfin, you know, (laughs) and they, Woodfin's cool. He gets it. You know, he's like, hell yeah, I want a skate park. I want the biggest skate park. I want the baddest skate park, you know? So is he pretty involved as far as like, like explain to me like, okay, you want to get a skate park built, and I know it's been a long road, and you guys had raised money in different ways. I think you may have mm-hmm. got some a grant from the Tony Hawk Foundation or yeah, something. Which, and, let me preface. We, we had to send that back. Okay. Yeah. With a grant, if you don't use the grant within the timeline, okay, which was two years, uh, for said project. You can't just, like, hoard the money. No. And, it, and that it, makes sense. You can't send yeah. an account. You know, you have to send them, like, here's progress updates every six months sure. and stuff, and no progress. I'm like, dude. Uh, I think that project's dead in the water. Really? What do we do to send this back? And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, maybe we can reallocate it to another one or another thing. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'd feel better if this money was off my plate. Yeah. So it got sent back. Dang, that's crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was like so many ups and downs and we've raised money and there's still money in an account. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of a sudden, CityWalk popped up, you know, and this is just there's been a huge paradigm shift in just the world, you know, uh, team sports are not as popular as individual sports now too, you know, uh, our government, uh, city government has just changed. They're awesome. You know, everything's about cycling and everything's about like parks getting with the times, man, it's getting like, outdoors and you know, like yeah. it's not, it's pretty cool. I know it's all money based still, but, uh, it finally happened. So, but to give other insight, say downtown Atlanta, um, Stratosphere is kind of their their head shop, and Thomas Taylor was kind of is their lead dude, and he told me he's like, dude, we fought twelve years to get a skate park in downtown Atlanta, really? which is the Fort, Fourth Ward Park, mm-hmm. which if before that, if Fourth Ward was just trash, you know, nobody wanted it. Then all of a sudden lofts pop up and like moving downtown and living downtown is the new hip it's thing. It's the new thing. Yeah, man. Skate park. Boom. Happened like that where every city around Atlanta got skate parks because there's less red tape involved, less like shit, I guess, yeah. you know, um, money's, you know, Hoover could build a skate park easily. Trustville could build a skate park. I think easily they're not in the red, you know, we fought for a skate park forever and it was always like, sorry, Birmingham's bankrupt. We have no money. And then they'd say, it sounds awesome though. Uh, go talk to park and rec and park and rec would be like, yeah, they cut our budgets. Uh, don't talk to us. Mm. And then park and rec would be like, what you need to do is talk to your councilman, talk to the councilman. He's like, yeah, this sounds awesome. It was every, it was three just different just keep circles. Passed yeah. off. Yeah. I'm getting passed off to one person over and over and over. Everybody's a yes man. Like, this sounds cool, you know? This sounds oh, yeah, awesome. It's all politics. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you we know. love your idea, but even, I'm not the even one when you're like, there are 176 tennis courts in Birmingham and about 27 of them are being used, just allocate us a tennis court yeah. and we will do the rest. Doesn't happen. Won't happen. Can't Gosh. happen. Sounds yeah. good. So but you cannot get it passed or get it happening so yeah we almost had skate park at uh ruffner mountain Whoa. Uh, which is the where we got the tony hawk grant for it was there's an old uh olympic pool out there uh i haven't seen that roebuck springs okay um it's an old park and that sounded like our best bet because it was actually outside the city and privately owned 
and then we almost had a skate park at uh, George Ward Park. Now I do remember that one, and even seeing like the CAD drawings of yeah. what it might look like and we all that stuff. We spent a bunch of money to get those drawings, you know, and get all that legwork done, only to be told like, "Yeah, y'all need to come up with twenty thousand extra dollars a year for uh, us to change trash cans and do maintenance on it." What? I'm like, seriously, you freaks sit in your trucks in the parking lot doing nothing, like. Mm. So I, it was a lot of ups and downs and just crap. And then a lot of Homewood Park popping back up. And then a lot of just bad timing. Mm -hmm. I mean, Birmingham had no money. I don't know how Birmingham has so much money now. I don't know. But I will say City Walk is being paid for by LDOT. Okay. So that's the one reason I'm like, this is real. This is really going to happen. Oh, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it the the overall park is probably thirty million dollars or something. That's insane. not the skate park. Yeah, but just but the whole thing. The whole ten block long park yeah, is probably yeah. twenty to thirty million dollars, like ridiculous money. And they already have it set aside, earmarked for it, from what I've been told. I know. I came to the the thing you did at Cahaba. This is twenty twenty. Shit can happen. Yes, it is. It absolutely. <laughs> Still got a few so more let's, days. Let's knock so on wood. That's right. Um, but yes, when I came to, uh, whatever you're going to call that event that you had at Cahaba, yeah. where you showed the the two drawings and people yeah, got yeah. to vote on what they liked better and stuff. Um, I think the first words out of your mouth is like, this is really happening no, I, for everybody that yeah. stuck around and, and then I was like, wait, 10 wait, years. don't even like take it from me. I pulled Kent and Russell over and I was like, tell them, tell them like, so how did like, that, it's happening? how did that partnership, uh, come about with the people that actually designed the park. Uh, so that's new line skate parks. Okay. Um, before that they were called, uh, action sports development or no, before that they were even stand tech group. So Canton Russell has been an old time professional skateboarder forever. Uh, he was back in Osiris, the storm video and stuff like oh, that. Okay. So yeah, he's got roots, um, out in San Diego, but now he's a skate park designer builder. And that was during the time of the, uh, George Ward park. That's who did those CAD drawings. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we hired them with um, this money. Again, Pepsi refresh grant, we we got $50,000. And that money had to be used within one year. One year. <laughs> yeah. So you had so, to give that money back to you? No. Okay. We okay. used it. We were like, okay, we're gonna use what this can money we do? <laughs> so we paid them, the uh, Stantec Group, Action Sports Design, hired them for 50. It was going to be 85000 overall. But we're like, here's 50 to get it started. And uh, that's as far as that got. Yeah. You know, it, it. they did as far as like soil tests and like water runoff testing and all that stuff and did like real blueprints. I mm-hmm. have down to the, like, I have a roll of blueprints for the park. Um, that's about what $50,000 gets you. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, Canton's an advocate for skate parks. So me and him have been touched forever. And he's like, dude, just let me know now that, this fell through let me know what i what we can do for you and then he started working with new line skate parks um which is like they're some of the best they do skate parks all over the place yeah uh and so i was like hey here's this new opportunity that we just got four thousand dollars i mean four thousand signatures for for city walk when we presented them like two weeks we got four thousand signatures and so that was how it became on like Aldot's radar is like, they yeah. said, Hey, what do we want to do with this park? Yeah. And so you might not have been at those meetings. No, uh, I don't think so. yeah, it was like, um, January of a couple of years ago, okay. maybe even last year. Uh, they did community input meetings on this proposed, 
you know, there's all these this, these things about um, how 2059 divides the city, you know, and it was, they wanted to move 2059 in order to not divide the city anymore. Um, so instead, they built the interstates, and Aldot said, well, what we'll do is we'll build an epic park below that's kind of your tie together yeah, for yeah. the city. So you're going to have Northside Birmingham and then this awesome park and then you're going to have where top golf and the new stadium and mm-hmm. so it all that side so it together. all ties together yeah so that was kind of the um marriage of sorts to make everybody happy all the neighborhoods you know and and then everybody in the neighborhoods can come in and say what they would like to see in this park you know so um they did community input meetings and daryl Quinn came to go skateboard day once uh who's our uh, counselor, he came to go skate day and he was like, Hey, heads up. Yeah. It must've been like November. He's like, heads up. You need to come with troops to this meeting in November or whatever. And really show face. If you want to skate park, this is your chance. So thank God for him. He, he clued us onto that. Yeah. So I was like, hell yeah. So we already had a petition with like a thousand signatures from back in the day. Uh, I grabbed all those and then I started this campaign <laughs> to get to get signatures again and uh we got five four or five thousand signatures within two or three weeks. Yeah. The news was like, Holy crap, you know, and everybody had a testimonial. It was like signed and it was like, Oh my god, I miss Homewood Park and right. Birmingham needs a skate park. So we took that and I I mean I printed them out and took them to the meeting, you know. Boom. And I told all the skate heads and all the I was like, Come there, don't be punks. Don't you know, don't say gimme, gimme, gimme. We deserve this. I said, come there and show, you know, full force, but properly. Right, you know, right. Like, let's not look like assholes. Show face and show face. And don't show the community. Don't that be we like, have. why don't we have a skate park? Right. Bleh, we're the last yeah, place in, out, it, in the United States. Just feed into that stereotype. Yeah, right? instead yeah. it was like, you know, everybody got to, they gave you everybody uh, like five or six stickers or so, like something like that to, just kind of put stickers on different amenities of their park that they think would be cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was something showing a skate park in one of the pictures, and dude, you couldn't even get enough see. stickers on it. You couldn't, yeah. <laughs> it was just like covered deep, yeah. dude. I mean, it was like hundreds. And then every other picture had like four or five, yeah. you know. Uh, so oh, that, that's so cool. They were just overwhelmed and just like, what the hell? Uh, obviously, we're going to build a skate park. So that's what started that. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, everything was moving really, really well, but we had to wait for the interstates to be done. Mm-hmm. Now they're done. Now we got lights. We got all this cool stuff. They're doing the infrastructure now. So, and then COVID hit. And really the plan was to get the entire park done by World Games, which was supposed to be next year. It's not. It's now, now pushed, pushed back. back so yeah. COVID, um, so the skate park is set to open June of 2022. Okay. Which is 578 days away. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly. And and from my understanding, uh, coming to the meeting at Cahaba, um, you guys landed on a, a final design, I guess. Because yeah. at, at that meeting, you showed two different ones, and you were like, hey, you know, put the sticker on what you want yeah, to so lean towards. At that meeting, uh, they had also done community input to just see what everybody kind of wants, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they had, yeah, two different uh, designs, yeah. ideas. Yeah. And they took all that input back. 
and that was in the other skate community input. And yeah, so are it, there pictures of that online we can pull up? Uh, there should yeah on citywalkbham.org. Okay, citywalkbham.org. Yeah, there should be. Um, yeah, uh, citywalkbham.org. There's master plan, the one that it was almost like unanimous as well. Everybody chose this one design, and uh, and now that's what the boys Canton and New Line's doing is the full blueprints, and they're they sh- they're going to have a three D three D renderings soon, like a fly through almost. So this picture that she's looking at right now, does it show <clears throat> yeah. the location of the park? Or uh, it should be somewhere be? around number three or four, I think. Uh, um, it's close to like the, the... It's right by ASPA. Yes. Alabama yes. School of Fine School Arts. School of Fine Arts, yeah. Um, actually, it looks like t- that's it. So click on that photo. I believe. Yeah, Action Sports Park, Regional Park. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so it's... <laughs> all I wanted was give us like... 15,000 square feet let us do the work whatever I don't know anything so mm-hmm. now flash forward this is a 50 to 70,000 square foot skate park which is bigger than any park in Georgia how does it compare to like Louisville's bigger than Louisville Louisville, bigger than Louisville. Louisville's 35,000 <laughs> that one is the <laughs> biggest one I've ever been <laughs> yeah. to yeah so this is massive to give you an idea this is freaking real oh dude um, that's so crazy that's that was my question to him too i was like so i get 50 70 000 but visually like well, louisville's like the biggest yeah gnarly to me and they were like that's 30, it's got full pipe and everything 35 yeah. 40 000 yeah. I was like, holy shit <laughs> this could be so giant. this is basically about two city blocks yeah and it's linear you know so um yeah it's divided between like two or three bowl areas, a pump track, and then a mega street course with a flow area too. Dude. Oh man, I'm um, so excited. Yeah, I'm I'm old and I'm like Oh dude, oh, a I'm, pump track I can get my heart rate up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do it, you know, this would be awesome. Yeah, the past several years for me, I, I don't even know if I could like ollie or kickflip anymore. Dude. You know, I can just like push around and same sore after I'm just going to push and pump and get exercise and cardio, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, dude, that's so awesome, man. So did uh, at any point – you said the guy that came, the counselor that came to go skateboard day, was he kind of the bridge when, like, hey, we want to build a park. Yeah. We need to reach out to Peter to actually get some input on yeah. how it needs to look. And, and that's I all guess brought you in. more relationships and more friends. His yeah. name's Daryl O'Quinn. He's our counselor. Um, he's probably younger than me. He's awesome. Okay. But he's a huge bicycle commuter. Um, he, he rides bikes to and from work a lot, tons of days and he's huge in that. And then, so before where I was, my shop is now, I was, um, a block away. And at one point we were in with redemptive cycles, the, the bicycle shop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, his connection with redemptive cycles kind of, and, and of course my relationship with redemptive, um, kind of spearheaded that to, Hey, put this on his radar, you know? Yeah. And, uh, he, He's he's rad, dude. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know him that well, but so far, still, so far, he's been straight to me <laughs> compared to Jonathan Austin, who was the old councilman. <laughs> oh man, well, dude, that's so exciting, man. Yeah. I just yeah, it's 
it's yeah, gonna I mean, be rad anything can happen. We've all learned that this year, so mm-hmm. I'm still like. But this seems like the most concrete thing. That's, this, that's, I'll, that's, I'm like, I'll believe it when we when we start shoveling ground. when we start shoveling dirt. Right, I'll believe it, or when I see some concrete trucks start pouring something that looks proper. Yeah, um, but everybody I talk to is still on the up and up. I had a meeting uh, three weeks ago through Zoom with like all of the what they call st- uh, stakeholders. Mm-hmm. So. They're calling me a stakeholder because I'm kind of the man around the skateboard world. And then there's like uh, Alabama School of Fine Arts. They're going to have some like performing arts kind of areas, class, outdoor classroom areas. So people from every level of uh, of in, in entity. There's somebody behind everything, I guess. Yeah. There's somebody behind like seven or eight pickleball courts over there too. Pickleball. Okay. <laughs> Which is, I don't know how seven or eight pickleball courts happen, but hey, uh, I'm not even sure what that is, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, so to give you an idea, like, uh, you know, Crestwood park, you live across the street. Yeah. Um, there's tennis courts and then there's these mini tennis courts that basically everybody play, play with their dogs at and skateboard at. Yeah. 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 Um, those are pickleball courts. Is that the guys that I see with like, it looks like they're having a ping pong paddle yeah. and they're playing. And I'm like, how is this any different from tennis? Yeah. It's like but a it's basically miniature tennis tennis badminton or so it's like it's real slow i don't want to play tennis i don't want to play ping pong i want to play yeah uh, pickleball pickleball okay supposedly (laughs) it's been around forever but since covid never heard of that since covid hit it's obviously very popular and they have some they have their own armies oh i see them wearing it out man (laughs) because we'll go you know in the summer we go up to the park yeah and and walk and run and stuff and prior to a year ago dude we we just skated there and there would be a uh, miniature dog park, basically. Yeah. So I was always like, turn this into a skate park. Now all of a sudden it's very popular. Where's the other tennis? There's another tennis court I keep seeing on my Instagram feed from local skaters and stuff that they've turned into it. Like a, oh, yeah. That's East Lake. That's, East uh, Lake. that's my okay. new DIY. Um, started Saw some it. ramps and some rails. And started that one a few months ago. It's going to be more like slappy curbs and like old man stuff for me okay. that I don't have to ollie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Y'all just I took it over cool and started doing it. Yeah. yeah, dude, there's 16 tennis courts in Eastlake, and there's no nets, and they've been abandoned forever. Okay. Uh, not the safest area. Just so you know, anybody going there, some problems have happened. So mm. All right. Go during the day. Know what you're doing. Yeah. Um. So what's, I guess to kind of change direction here, running a shop in 2020 – you kind of hinted earlier that, you know, in the heyday before, like, internet took over and, and mail order and all that stuff. Yeah. What's it like running a, a shop today and the challenges that you face trying to stay? I mean, well, obviously right. you're doing something right. You've been open for 25 years, so that's yeah, pretty, like pretty we've, crazy. We've had more ups and downs, you know, since internet hit and um, economic downturns back in 2008 and stuff. Yeah. You know, that was a trying time as well. I bought a building at that point because I thought my shop was going to, be around forever and i was like i'm done paying rent you know um so i'm just gonna i got a mortgage so i i the one thing i've done right in my life i've got a, an, an investment okay um no there's no such thing as a uh, retirement or 401k in a skate shop is that the, the <laughs> building you're in now no nah, it's uh where uh down by where urban standard is on second avenue north Yes. Yeah, yes. my my old shop there. Uh, Yo Mamas is in there now. They're oh, okay. They're awesome people and pay great rent and run a great restaurant. So. Dude, I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah. After that, I kind of like I I was going to get into the manufacturing side of skateboarding. 
uh, printing boards and stuff. So we moved down to where Redemptive is now. I don't even know if I'm answering your question or just telling my story. This no, is so cool, yeah. though. <laughs> uh, yeah. We moved down to where Redemptive is now, which was uh, the old Magic City Motor Scooters yeah. shop. And uh, Matt Myers that owns that building is a homie. He's, uh, and it sat vacant for a while. And, dude, it's cool. It's got roll-up garage doors. and Got the big mural on the side. Yeah, and, and it yeah. was just really rad. And I was like, this will be perfect. Uh, and then I can manufacture boards in the back, you know. Um, not pressing boards that's what i was gonna ask you pressing no printing yeah we had the heat heat press machine to print the boards and stuff so uh i was doing that for a while and then that didn't pan out for some reasons and then after that uh redemptive moved in with me Mm. into my shop and then um they were going to sell that building we found out and we were told we'd have 60 days to move out this is like good neighbors, you know, packing order, you know? So I got ahead of it and that's where my um, business partner today that does new Republic screen printing, um, he was ready to grow his business. And, uh, I was like, let's get a warehouse. So we moved a block away from there and that's where I am today. Okay. Okay. But, um, owning a business in 2020 or a skate shop in 2020 has been very good. (laughs) Okay. If you own a bicycle shop or a skateboard shop or an outdoor store. I like bicycles in high demand okay. right now. Yeah, same with skateboards. And same ki- with anything. Kayak, like kayaks, Kayaks dude. are sold out. If you go to Urban Outfitters, it looks like REI now from what I hear. Like it's transitioned more from, you know. Just clothing and stuff. Clothing actual- and stuff. You're not going out anymore, so you're not buying your gear. You're buying something you can use to get out of your damn house. Yeah. And everybody's skateboarding now, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, Dude, that is awesome, man. I did not expect you to say that. Yeah, I, was, it's, I was thinking business might be kind of... There's been like a trifecta. So yeah. COVID helped with that to where <laughs> everybody's picking up a skateboard again Yeah, or getting out there trying it. Uh, every customer coming in is like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I think I want a skateboard. Sure. So like, all right. I saw hear a it. lot of like long boards and like cruiser boards Good and stuff it, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but people the uh, Tony Hawk's new game came out too. The repeat of the, the repeat of the yes, original. Of and so yeah. everybody's pumped and getting back into skateboarding. It's like, yeah, that's it, crazy. It just goes in cycles. They're like, <laughs> for some reason I want to try these tricks. And so COVID Tony Hawk and then girls skateboarding. Mm-hmm. There are, I don't know why, but prior to a few years ago, there were not very many girl skateboarders and professional girl skateboarders. Now it's huge. Mm. We have transgender professional skateboarders now. Wow. It's fucking cool. There's yeah, that's like rad. Everybody is skateboarding when I say it, everybody is. Six-year-olds to 40-something-year-olds, yeah, you know. That's... 50-year-olds. It's And boys, girls, every, everybody is. Yeah. So that's uh, it's been a kind of a trifecta of that, Yeah, you know. Man, that's so rad. Well, that's yeah. awesome to hear, man. Yes. I was uh, I was expecting. A, I guess I didn't think about the it. Losers in win. That way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, we yeah we bought some kayaks. Uh, yeah, I wanted to buy a kayak and earlier. You can't find them, man. Yep. I I couldn't. I bought a house out in Irondale. I'm right by the Cahaba spot where everybody swims. And I was like, I want a kayak. Yeah, couldn't that was one. us. We were just trying couldn't to find one, something dude. to do. And yep. I was gonna drive to Chattanooga to get one. Yeah. We got lucky and found some. They just pulled them off the truck, but. Um, but yeah, that's the other problem is uh, popularity, mm-hmm. and then half the skateboards are made in Mexico or China, 
and if they're shut down or they're working with half staffs, you know. Oh, so maybe getting inventory has been harder. Inventory has been fucked up, you know. Yeah. Somehow I'm on top of it, but a lot of skate shops I see around the United States, they're like, we have no trucks. We haven't had trucks in a month. Damn, dang. Somehow I'm on it, though, and I've got, I've been stocking, you know. Yeah. Um, but. So, Is there anything that's been, other than boards, anything else that's been, like, hard to for you to stock, or are you doing yeah, pretty solid well, across it go, the board? Well, it goes in waves, like, right now, boards are kind of fall or down, mm-hmm. but I can get trucks, lots okay. of trucks. And then last month, it was wheels I couldn't get hardly, you know. So it, it kind of goes in waves where they get their shipments in. Um, so with Christmas coming, it's complete, pre-built completes and decks that I, I'm seeing more of a scarcity of. Yeah, but I do have a good stock of them. Um, yeah, because we're but I'm, the holidays right around the corner. I'm yeah. fully stocked on trucks now, and I'm fully stocked <laughs> on wheels. But then that's going to go away soon too, you know. Yeah. So because I pre-book, which means I order a lot of my stuff ahead of time. I mean, I'm pre-booking right now with scarcities. I'm, I'm pre-booking for holiday of next year, like just to make sure yeah. I'm allocated. Smart move. I'm allocated <laughs> product. I'm not going to be left behind. You right. Know? Yeah. So it's been a good bad problem for me. Um, and then what it's like in 2020 is like, I have an online store now. Yeah. I've always sucked at the internet and at, or like computer stuff and never quite grasped it. But I ship, you know, five, four packages a day, you know, Dang. um, when it was really, Hey, uh, hairy when nobody was leaving their house, you know, quarantine. And when we were, um, having curfews and stuff. I would ship 10 a day sometimes, you know, I was doing my normal daily sales online mm-hmm. and that's pretty rad. That is rad. Yeah. And then my business partner, Steve ships so much stuff. Like I just get to piggyback on his account and get his good, <laughs> his good pricing and stuff. Yeah. So it actually is like not been like, it's been, I was forced to learn to do an uh, online store pretty well. Um, which is basically like seasick, you know, yeah. dude, they're shipping oh, dude. crazy. You go in there, it's just like boxes and boxes mm-hmm. and boxes. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, they really like nailed it. And I was like, I got to do this, you know, and other skate shops had to also. And I was forced to, and I'm glad I was, mm-hmm. um, I learned, you know, how to run an online store now and make it worth it. Yeah. Where before I was like, dude, I'm making $4. It's pathetic. Screw that. Just come to the store. Yeah. 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 So well, yeah, I'm cool, very, huh? it's as bad as COVID is. I'm thankful for our position, you know. And it's kind of giving the leg up to the little guys right now, yeah. you know, like supporting local and like really. Are there any other shops in Alabama? <clears throat> like I'm kind of out of the loop as far as like yeah, the I mean, skate scene right now. So, Well, there's not much. I mean, there's the one shop that's as old as me is up in Huntsville called World Conspiracy. Is that right next to the park? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 They've been there for another uh, skate slash rave store. <laughs> <laughs> um, skate rave theme. Man. Yeah. And then, I mean, shops are either dying off left and right or some new stuff's opening, you mm. know, here and there. Like one of the oldest, longest ones was Blonde John's and Gulf Shores. He was actually longer, been in business longer than I had. But I mean, he was surf and skate and yeah. uh, beach apparel. Sure. Uh, but he closed two or three years ago, you know. Um, there's a little one in Auburn, you know, but not a lot. Not yeah. a lot at all. Tuscaloosa should have one. I've always thought about if I could, I would open one there. I was going to ask if you ever, you know, at any point thought about opening a second location or, or kind of yeah, like I, franchising out. I don't know what you'd call it, but just having multiple stores maybe in different yeah, places. Yeah, like I've always wanted to, you know, like uh, 
to me, Tuscaloosa is perfect. You got a college campus with young kids, you yeah. know, long boards all day and you have two skate parks. You could build a skate scene, you know, uh, Huntsville. I've always said if something happened to flip at world conspiracy, I'd probably open a shop up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause my good friend, James Hardy's, uh, actually from there yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the roots and the following of people and we could, we can get a shop open there, but I wouldn't do that to, to work with Spears. Do it in their back. Right. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gotcha. trying to like put anybody out of business or hurt anybody. Um, but yeah, I think I just saw like a new thing might be popping up in Aniston. Uh, it's called curio skate shop. Curio skate shop. Yeah. I don't know. Never heard of that. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're trying to get it off the ground. I think. Okay. Well, best of luck to curio. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I reached out. I was like, Hey, if y'all need help, let me know. That's cool, man. If I can help in any way or just promote, I don't know. Yeah. So we have a, a decent following that is still around Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like right now we get people from Gadsden and uh, Aniston and stuff all the time just because they come to Birmingham to skate, you know. So That's cool, man. Yeah. I'd love to help in any way. Well, speaking of helping and speaking of uh, you mentioned James Hardy and then we talked about Ben earlier and um just so nonchalantly yeah just your buds just yeah. hang out <laughs> just with your, yeah and uh I don't, do you ever talk to jamie does he like still on your radar uh, or? you know it's i've jamie's a weird one okay <laughs> i met him as a friend and then i've worked for him before you know as a sales rep for like uh fallen and zero and stuff back in the day where he was my boss more you know yeah. and then He's a busy guy. That's now <laughs> now he doesn't claim Alabama as much now that there's not as many ties here. So, I mean, since Reason to Believe and since Ben quit Zero and James basically doesn't ride, you know, Fallen or anybody yeah. anymore, like, it's just... He's out in Texas now, isn't no, he? No, no, James is here. Oh, he is? Yeah, he lives oh, really? right here in Irondale. Yeah. What? Yeah, dude. I guess... Uh, He's working at my shop again, too. Like, oh, sweet. Like, we got the band back together. He's like, dude, I'd rather be retired and just hang out here and work. Then, right. then he's been doing electrician work and stuff. He's like, yeah. screw that crap. So I was, I listened to his uh, his podcast on the bunt. That one was a good one. And he he talked about kind of his time in skating and, yeah. and everything, and and how he went on to you know after skateboarding was kind of passed, going on to do uh, electrical work and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I guess I thought he was still out in Texas or no. Nah, I mean, he was um, married uh, to a girl from Texas, mm-hmm. which is when he was in San Antonio, and then they both moved here, and then um, I mean hate it for him but he got divorced a year or so ago but he's a much happier person now okay and he's got him a good girl and he's stoked and well talk us up to him man we'd love to have him on yeah dude cool. i will uh james has been helping me out at that east lake diy like building mm-hmm. stuff and he's been filming again he's he's had like a lot of problems like um hit his head so much skateboarding he's had yeah. he has seizures dude and he's got back problems and we well, both we both are like old man knee problems icing our knees oh, all the time yeah, and stuff yeah, so yeah. Uh, but he's getting back on board and, and said he's been feeling good. He's started gluten free and all this stuff. He's like, dude, I'm like a new person. I, yeah. I think he talked. He said he talked to Dane Berman and this is what he's doing and all this. And yeah. like he's like on it right now. So he's like, he's on it, dude. Uh, that's sick. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, and well, Gil, Gilly's still around. You know, uh, he's probably at mom's basement playing free pinball right now. Okay. Every Wednesday good. night, mom's basement. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um, so it seems like you know. Faith has kind of been a stepping stone for people to sort of transition, you know, especially people with just raw talent like yeah. James or Ben. Yeah, um, so like uh, James from Huntsville and Ben's from Mississippi, but both of them was like, we got to, we want to be down with Faith because 
I, I guess I try to mentor it, I guess, yeah. you know? So, um, James mom would bring him to Birmingham every weekend and he basically lived with me and ruined my first marriage for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wives don't like it's that. Here again? Wives don't like that when you got kids on your couch all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So like, uh, yeah, we definitely, and then of course having Jamie Thomas in the earfold kind of helps too. Yeah. Like he's like, these are Bama boys and mm-hmm. I see them jumping and they got, they got the raw, what it takes, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, it, Jamie always helped was the next leg up to like get him on, you know, he got James on real. Yeah. You know, he told Jim Thibault, he was like, I'm going to put him on fallen and he needs a real deck sponsor and he fits real. And Jim was like, all right, we'll try him. So, Sweet. so he got on real, you know, well, that's so sick, man. Like, you know, just having the, someone like you to kind of help facilitate some of that. It's like, Hey, you have yeah. a real chance at like maybe doing something if you don't screw it up. Yeah. And that's how um, he, let's say that's how it really was. Okay. You know, we're video parts and just, so that was my, that's where I'm leading with this question is, is, um, what would you say to someone today that has like just untamed talent that, that wants to try to make a career in skateboarding? Do you think yeah. it's harder today to do that or is it You can easier? do it more on your own, obviously. Yeah, that's a Instagram, Through Instagram. beautiful thing right yeah. now. Like, but, but my argument to that is does the, does it get more diluted because everybody's doing it. Everybody's got yeah. an Instagram account. Everybody's posting themselves skating. I but mean, in the end of the day, like uh, Jim Thibault at Real and uh, Jamie at Black Box was telling Ben and James, like, y'all need to post more, do more social media, like mm-hmm. self-promotion. Really? Okay. Ben Ben doesn't have an Instagram account, and James only posted his dog. <laughs> You know, yeah. they they didn't do skate stuff, you know. Yeah, and it, it kind of hurt them, you know. And that's not because of me. That's just because they're from Alabama. They're like, screw this. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not, maybe don't see the importance. I'm of, not here to self promote, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's different these days, you know. Like there are lots of professional skateboarders. I don't even know who they are, dude. I can't. Keep They've up. never had a video part. Never had a cover. Never had an interview in Thrasher or anything real. The days of. Uh, you know, are the days of full length videos over? They're done. Dude. They're done. I hate it. Yeah. It's, it's all sucks. about just that one part. And that's all anybody. It wants really to is. And then seven minutes later, you're over it, and you're like, "What's Thrasher's?" Re- I know. There's ten it other now, videos you know? on Thrasher. Like, there's got to be something else I can watch. It's like, how do you uh, keep up? So man? that that kind of like, it is what it is. But I hate it. You know, like uh, dudes that would work three years on a one video part you're wasting your time now, bro. <laughs> so, Cause it's up and it's like the internet just moves and, so fast. And it moves so fast yeah. and you're out the door. It's in one ear and out the other. Um, it's like, Oh, that was cool. All right. Next thing. Yeah. yeah like traditionalists or like people that really respect it still do respect like a full length. Um, and like real stuff like that, like people that put in the work, you know, but, uh, let's face it, dude, you can, you can make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> There's like pro skateboarders that just have Instagram followings. Like, have you seen that scapegoat guy? Yes. Dude, he's awesome. But Dude, who, I, uh, who does he ride for and who's he pro for? Uh, I, exactly. There's so many people. There's he built it up, himself, dude. Yeah. Right. There's kids that I follow um, that are just basically just park rats. That yeah. just, that's yeah, all yeah. I do. Is, that's how this dude rad, is. You know, it's just that's like how this dude is. Tricks. I yeah. love watching him, man. It's awesome. But, like, he rides for bright skateboards. Never heard of that. 
No, he writes no, for no. Kariyuma Shoes. Never heard of that, except yeah. it pops up on your Instagram feed all the time, and if it doesn't, it will now that I said it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for that. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, it's all just changing. You know, back in the day, it used to be like you had to, bo- had to have a board sponsor to get on a real shoe sponsor, which is why James was like, you have to have a real board sponsor for me to put you on Fallen. Mm-hmm. And because uh, he couldn't. Jamie wanted James for zero initially but there was already a james brockman and a jamie thomas and too many jameses yeah i always wondered that i was like too many what come on man so it was like all right we'll put you on fallen yeah uh that was the next leg up you know the next way to really promote him Mm -hmm. and keep him under the wing uh yeah so it's different these days that's cool every year it's something new for me well in the past, I used to say it was four-year cycles or so, like, for me to learn. Like, oh, here's the internet. Everything, oh, now everything's a click away. And, oh, now there's mall stores, you know. Uh, you have CCS, brick and mortar, out of the Galleria, or you, now it's Zoomies. You Zoomies know? It's always yeah. something I'm learning, you know. Um, so now my, I f- pretty much feel like for the future, it's going to be learning how to – monetize social media yeah you know um because i got it i got a dude alec who rides for the shop and he's out west now and he's flow for real spinosi uh-huh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's better than everybody he's sick he's better man. than james and ben combined really yep but he's not going to get on real mm. just sign of the times dude Damn, sorry it's crazy sorry alec not that you watch this but <laughs> he uh, might <laughs> He's so good, dude. Dude, he is good. Uh, That's that was what is sign of the times, dude. I'm like, man, you know. I was gonna ask, is there anybody else, Alec? But um, anybody else that should be on like kids' radars as far as like just up and coming, especially from here, you know, from yeah, Alabama. Like, uh, from- Jacob, we put out another video, maybe whatever, five years ago. Um, was that reason to believe? Reason to believe? Yeah, it was probably more like eight years ago. Heck, I don't know. And Jacob Hayes, he's got the talent he's awesome best attitude best so he's dude. still he's still he's out west okay he's on flow for slave skateboards but um i used to work at sanctuary in vestavia yeah, yeah. jacob was a vestavia yeah, they would kid. always he just there. crushed it with his, yeah, little, his little red hair the red hair yeah, yeah man face and, yep. uh, uh he he's grown into his own you know and he's awesome he's amazing but mm-hmm. uh skateboarding's also uh he's a little older and he may know skateboarding might have not surpassed him, but like it's every kid's good at skateboarding now. Yeah, yeah. Know? It seems and like a young man's game for sure. You know? Yeah, like, and I mean he skates like a young man, and he's still got it. But uh, I don't think he's um, cares as much like to get it, you know, to to make it make it real, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Daniel Cutcliffe was another Vestavia kid. Uh, the whole Cutcliffe family was so good at skateboarding. Yeah, he and his brother know? both were. Like yeah, yeah. Shredded, and, yeah. Um, but they're out in uh, South Carolina now working for Rodney Scott's, uh, doing That's things. cool. Just barbecue. There you skating. Go. <laughs> and Yeah, if you watch it, the, uh, there's a new Netflix show uh, about barbecue and Rodney Scott's. They did a thing on Rodney Scott's and Riley's in there like flipping hogs and stuff. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's no. hanging, hanging out with Rodney Scott and building a pit or something. Dude, that's like, cool. Damn, Riley. All right. I did watch that, but I didn't see you him. Didn't, you I probably didn't wouldn't know that was Riley. Yeah. But yeah, that's Riley. So, uh, How about that? But yeah, they're doing their thing in South Carolina and just kind of, you know the whole thing back in the day used to be like, Oh, you got to move to California to make it. Yes. You know, which was James's time was the end of that time. Now you don't even have to move to California. You can make it on your own. Mm -hmm. 
um, they all moved to California to make it, you know, and that's where Jacob is now. Well, that's where the scene is, man. That's where yeah, the, you know, hardly, I don't know. And that's where Alec is now. Alec's really in the mix and he's crushing it, but, um, I don't know. I'm older and jaded now where I'm just like, I'm happy running my shop, happy running my shop. <laughs> yeah. You guys are the best. I wish the best for you, but you could probably start your own board brand and turn yourselves am so it's a lot more, more um do it yourself type deal versus just trying to get on like a big team yeah it's like anything self-promotion and yeah. instagram does more than anything and it's just a different day and age you know mm-hmm. plus we never bred contest skaters or park skaters necessarily all the dudes we never had that well yeah i mean so, you had to be good at street or you yeah just, dudes were kind of more raw in the street which is where filming parts came in that's what worked now you know like these dudes are training for the olympics and stuff yeah. you know and just uh paradigm shift well, none of the f- kids that ever skated for faith ever like really did well in contests yeah it's more like just street skating and yeah. not really trying to and we do have know, one do other street uh, league and all that stuff one other kid jason salilas uh, he's not a kid anymore um he rides for welcome skateboards he's fully on doing it okay but i, I think he's already kind of He's into riding bikes more than anything now. He really? rides like 40 to 100 miles a day or something. And Damn. He, work, he, he works at Cobb Cycle uh, in Pelham, and he rides his bike to and from work every day, like whatever, 20 miles. I mean, he's he's more into being an athlete right now. <laughs> okay. But he's got the talent, too. Yeah. I just don't think he – I think he's jaded or kind of – not jaded, but just kind of like I don't want to be that guy that has to – Mm-hmm. have an Instagram to self-promote, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely... Like, I think his sponsor even got onto him once or like something. you got to post more. Yeah, post. where they were like, you know, it'd be a lot cooler if you posted, like, stuff about your sponsor and the people you ride for. <laughs> Instead, he was, like, giving somebody, like, a, a, you know, like, dude, this was awesome, and posting somebody else's, like, clip. <laughs> and he was like, Man. it'd be cooler if you promoted yourself and promoted Welcome. Not to throw Welcome under the bus, but that's just how yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So... It just seems to me like it would be, you know, there's so many people doing it. And I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's... It's all watered down. Yeah. Just like anything, like yeah. what we look at on Instagram video parts, it's just watered down to us mm-hmm. now. Like nothing's like... I went to a video premiere last uh, Saturday night here in Birmingham. Some mm-hmm. of the Young Bucks put out a video called Trance. I, I saw your post about yeah, it. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like super stoked, you know, they're out there in the streets getting it, you know, and I went and like, it was quiet. The video is very good but it was just kind of quiet where mm-hmm. back in the day we used to do video premieres and it was just like, everybody's like hooting and hollering. And oh, yeah. stuff. You know, I, I was probably the loudest person there and they were like, dude, tell Peter to shut up. <laughs> I remember the, uh, I was like hyping. I was always trying to hype people. You know? I, I remember know. when you did the, um, the new blood, uh, yeah. premiere and y'all took over like a Sakura. Y'all did a, or no, it was in the, was it new blood in the theater? Yeah. That was at, uh, in who like the, the car, the, Mike do- and Hoover, the dollar, the dollar theater. theater yeah. yeah. And that I was, was like, this pretty is so cool. cool. We're in a theater watching it. Yeah. Ben is like in the back, like yelling and stuff. Yeah, cool. video premieres used to be super hype. And I've been to several lately where I'm just like, everybody's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's just different. time. Yeah. Our video premiere is still happening, you know, like with, like I, not I, with full, you know, full length. Yeah. What I've seen more now past, is yeah. like, say, Dane Berman has a video part that just came out. And I think but it's it, just like a solo part. Yeah. And they probably premiered it at whatever local brewery for the homies, you know, yeah. but it's not like it used to be. Where you like, sit down for 45 minutes. And not where the riot thing. squad's out there because the Baker team, Baker video came out or whatever, yeah. you know, it's not like that. Uh, or, or they'll do an online video premiere just to get more followers and hits. 
Yeah. Know, so that's cool. Sign of the times. Different. Different to uh, run a shop, and I'm sure I'm going to be learning next year for sure, even more. You know. Yeah. But same with everything. It it just grows and evolves. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, it's cool, man. I haven't seen, you know, obviously I got to see um, a couple of demos with some of the pros and stuff, but I kind of grew up with the more of the Hueytown crew, and so I was really yeah, good friends okay. with uh, with Alan Poole. Oh and, God, and he was my my last savior. He like, was uh, he was my was Alex so Spinozzi yeah. at the right time, and I, I had him primed up, dude. He was yeah. he was incredible. He was unbelievably yeah. talented. Yeah, and uh, that unfocused part that he did was just so cool and then just to see him you know i was just honored to even get to hang out with him because he was getting noticed and he was getting really good yeah and you know i was running around with him and you know like kyle hudson yeah and, and uh, that was my second josh week, like, harbison james was the first one that stayed with me every weekend and then yeah. after that it was kyle and uh alan stayed yeah. with me every weekend yeah. and and really put the final nail in my marriage <laughs> <laughs> um just crashing on your couch all the time just always there yeah uh, uh so yeah dude those dudes are awesome and uh, man, I'm going through, I got an old, uh, mini DV camera and I'm going through old tapes right now and trying, oh, I'm got, sure you've got a ton of footage. Yeah. I'm trying to like find all the gems. I've been finding some awesome stuff. I'm gonna start putting out like some old raw throwback stuff, yeah. you know, since our 25th year. Do your beagle just, tapes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> beagles, yeah. like beagles doing or whatever, you know, uh, just some fun stuff, but I haven't figured out how to uh, get it off my computer yet. Even the first clip. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm at with that, right. but it should be fun. That's cool. Yeah. Well, dude, well, this has been awesome, man. Thank yeah. you so much for, for coming to hang out and, and, you know, just the skateboard community in general. I think we all owe you a, a huge <laughs> thank you just for everything. Nah, you've done I, for I owe everybody for keeping me alive this long or keeping it alive this long. Cause but, uh, I wasn't going to quit. <laughs> But I don't think, yeah, I think the the community that we have and, and kind of the scene that we have or have had over the past 25 years since you've been open, probably, you know, would be very minuscule if not yeah. for all the hard work and things that you've done. Yeah, when I look at, like, Birmingham-esque cities like Montgomery or Tuscaloosa, like, their skate scenes are far smaller, sorry yeah, to say. Yeah, definitely. They don't definitely. have, like, the camaraderie and the whole, like, like ton of history or people mm-hmm. that really stuck it out. So like, I, I do fully believe skate shops mean the world, like to certain. Well, I can com- tell you to the skate community, there's you know? several generations of kids that just bleed faith skates. Yeah. Hard, you know, so, like yeah. when I was listening to the podcast you guys did with, uh, Ryan and, uh, baby J, uh, y'all kept bringing up just old skate stuff. And I was yeah. like, and on both on all ends, you know, baby J was at that demo in Vestavia. Yeah. I was like, what? Well, when he started talking, uh, hanging with Dustin Dolan and yeah. Tattoo and stuff, I was just like, what? Exactly. I was, I was like, like, such a fan. I vaguely so remember the Volcom dudes being here. I don't freaking know. That's, yeah. that's awesome. I didn't realize, like, so many intertwined things, you know. Yeah. But it's cool. Small community, small world still. But it's, uh, I will say we've probably formed some people's mm-hmm. lives, hopefully for oh, the better. for sure, for yeah. most part, you know. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I wish you all the best going forward. And, Thanks, and dude. We'll have to get I you think back we got it. Some you know, other time. Keeping overhead low. Life easy. So. Cool. <laughs>